0: You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph
1: Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra
0: marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails.
1: We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep,
0: low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible.
1: Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. This week, it is just Nikki and I, and we received a bunch of questions from um, listeners. I almost said viewers, but no one <laughs> watches us. <laughs> Except for us. <laughs> yeah. And so we're just answering your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question we're going to start with was, what advice or tips... And who provided them? Have you learned that will you will incorporate
0: into your lives?
1: Which is a really good question because we've talked yes, to a lot of really awesome moms.
0: I know. And that's so hard to put into a concise answer because everybody has such great perspectives on things and ways they do things. And yes. um, gosh, it's so hard. So... <laughs> I mean, where to start?
1: Yeah.
0: You <laughs> <To> start <that. laughs>
1: Okay. One of the top ones for me, and it's basically the entire episode, and it's with Emily Bliss on returning to running. And she gives so many tips and tricks on what exactly you should be doing before you even start running, your endurance, your strength, all the exercises you should do, what needs to happen before you can start I took a lot of notes on that podcast mm-hmm. for when I do, I mean, if we do have another baby, how to get back into it safely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of my one of my favorite podcasts that mm-hmm. we've done.
0: Yes, and I've incorporated some of that strength work into just I well, I'm trying to do strength like three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Mm-hmm. Monday and Fridays, Chase and I do it together, which has been nice. Wednesdays, I just kind of do like some extra abs on my own, but I'm trying to do like her single leg bridges and sing- single leg sit to stands and just yeah. trying to think more about that. And and honestly, just like what you said, Steph, if we do have another kid, I told Chase, I don't want to do it alone. I, I'm not good at taking care of myself on my own, like in a very thoughtful way, mm-hmm. and I want a coach, especially for after the pregnancy, but ring is also important. And honestly, so if Emily bliss, if you're listening to this, uh, be prepared because I'm going to need to hire you because we have two and having, um, like a coach that can help you with strength exercises, but also is a PT with women's health issues. That's amazing. And and just how her whole point of like, it's never too late to take care of your pelvic floor. Even if you've had two babies already, if you're going to yeah. have another one, you can, yeah. you can just be more on top of it.
1: Yeah. You can always do it later. I mean, later in life. If you didn't know that you could do something 10 years ago, you can start working on it now and it can mm-hmm. be better.
0: Mm-hmm. It can. <laughs> life can yeah. be better. Yeah. That's like what we've learned <laughs> yeah. from this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. well, and one thing I've been thinking about lately from uh, one of our guests is, well, it's kind of coming at a, a, a poor time. Not really, but kind of. I'll explain. Um, so when we had Janessa Taylor on, uh, I, it really stuck with me when she, when she first started getting into ultras. She, um, it was really tough, and she wasn't running that much, and she just realized she needed to run more and that is honestly really simple but yeah. pretty profound and honestly it's something i only just like within the last 2 weeks um have had like weekly training plans like chase and i sat down together and we made a training plans for my 100k in switzerland <laughs> which got canceled on saturday yeah. <laughs> um but so it's like having uh weekly mileage goals has been really exciting and kind of thrilling for me and i'm going to keep going with it even though my race is canceled it's like i just finished a 45 mile week and then this week's going to be a 50 mile week and i'm going to keep building up to like yeah. in the 60s and i just wow. i haven't done that honestly in years yeah. and so just the fact that if you want to feel better run more <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> honestly I'm like wow that's shocking yeah <laughs> and it shouldn't be but it shouldn't be <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah
1: I I've been really consistent probably more consistent during this quarantine than I have mm-hmm. been in a long long time with my running um it also helps that I have a double stroller so I can do it while the girls are awake instead of just when they're sleeping and then Early mornings and late nights. I'm tired, so yes. Oh yeah, that's could not We do it during the day yeah. and get outside and oh, so get nice. out of the house and be together.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And they love just like, they love being in the stroller. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And while well, and that reminds me of what Emmy was saying in our Emmy episode. Is yeah. um, I loved how her perspective is like she's doing what she loves with someone she loves. Yeah. You know, even though pushing the stroller can be hard, it's still yeah. Really good time. It's
1: so good, yeah. It's such good bonding
0: time mm-hmm. for your kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're like looking around. I mean, the other day we're running through a park here in Bend, and we stop in this one particular spot that's kind of like a dark forest, and it it definitely feels like somewhere uh, trolls would live, <laughs> like Norway, like um, from Frozen, like those yeah. kind of little yeah. rock trolls. And so, of course, like. I kind of told dash that we could stop and look for trolls in the forest. And, and then he thinks that anytime he sees like a fallen log, like a fallen tree, um, you know, with all the roots sticking up mm. and everything, he always calls those his spaceships that oh um, fell and like crashed in the woods. And so he's always asking me, can I go explore that spaceship? And so we spent so much time just in the middle of that, that run. Um, oh. and so it's just good, you know, yeah. it's, um, not always like the best run, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's yep. good time. So.
1: Yeah. Today I ran, um, just a hair over four miles and I felt so tired. There, there was a lot of wind mm-hmm. going out. So it was like 20 mile per hour winds, but it was good training And, and the girls had a lot of fun and they were singing. We play frozen music while we're running, which was a tip. Who was that by? That was Emily Bliss. Yes. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it was Emily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do snacks and songs.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My kids have really been liking Moana uh, songs. Yeah. Yeah. And frozen too.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we listened to frozen too. And,
0: um, but Emily's thing, uh,
1: was for the strollers she's never I mean besides like something to play the music she never incorporated any technology so they're not going to be like watching a show they're not used to watching something while they're running and I Mm -hmm. really liked that because I don't want them to be on their on you know a phone like enjoy nature some people have Mm -hmm. and I've seen people like go by and their kids have their iPads or whatever and are watching a show while they're working out. And I'm like, no, you got to in- talk to them. And, but if they're, if they're not used to it, they won't ask for it.
0: Right. Or if right. It's not
1: ever been given. So I really right. like that. She, she stated that too. They're just yeah. used to having snacks and that's what work, has worked. So.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely, it's, it's hard and I don't want to, you know, I, I no. get it. Oh, I've definitely sure. learned through motherhood. It's like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Sometimes and you just got to do sometimes to make it through. Do whatever. Yeah, to through. Totally. But it yeah. yeah. I mean, I do like that and yeah, my kids aren't used to having really anything. They have they take like a toy and then snacks. Yeah. And water. Lots of snacks. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that's just oh, how okay. it is. Yeah. But one more
1: tip that we've learned and then move on to the next question or do you want to move on to the next question?
0: Um, we can do one more tip. Okay. Um, you do one tip and I do one tip or. Sure. (laughs) I, um,
1: I really enjoyed one tip was like getting out to do things for yourself. So this is from Trina's episode that, Her and her husband go on a race, was it one or two times a year? And it's just them. They don't even bring any kids. Mm -hmm. I love that they take the time to get away together. I mean, yes, they're racing, but because my, you know, Aaron doesn't run. But just getting away for a little bit, even with nine kids and they're homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Getting away. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to get away from your kids. (laughs) To love them. (laughs) I love them so much.
0: But (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, it's like. Being a mother and having kids is the most amazing thing. Oh, yeah. But parenting is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and you just you just can't be perfect all the time. And so you just need to refill. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One thing I – so I've been inspired, and I haven't actually fully completed this yet, but – I've been inspired from Audrey's episode Mm -hmm. to be taking vitamins Mm. and I – so I'm still looking for a everyday like woman's multivitamin. Mm -hmm. I'm doing research on that and I haven't actually bought anything yet, but um, I've been taking – just because we've had it in the house, I've been taking B12, iron, and omega-3s like salmon oil Mm -hmm. and – I don't know, you know, I don't know if this is actually related. There's a lot of factors. So um, I do feel like I'm – because we talked about how the omega-3s help with mom brain. Yes. And – or at least they just help your brain functioning. You know, I'm not trying to prescribe anything to anyone. But um, I do think that I'm in this phase of, like, really loving to – Learn and like mm-hmm. grow and you know, self development. All of this stuff. It it's a season for that for me. Mm-hmm. And yes. that could be because of TreeLine Journal and like that's a creative outlet. It could be because of this podcast and just getting the chance to like talk to inspiring people mm-hmm. on a regular basis that inspires me for my life. Um, or it could be the omega threes. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like my brain is pretty clear and I've been feeling really good.
1: So good. I'm going to have to try. I was, I've been kind of researching it and I just
0: haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah. getting things. Well, it's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to do, especially well, there's so many options. Totally. There's so many options. You don't really know what to trust. Like, yeah. because I don't, I'm, I'm not like Audrey or a nutritionist. Like I don't yeah. have that mindset in me. Yeah. It's like to really know like if this is good, if this is derived from the right materials, if yeah. you know if um it's it's all I don't know, safe it's and clean. Know. And, and yes. Yeah. And there's different yep. prices and yeah. um it's hard to go for the really expensive things, but that's probably the best. But I don't know. So I know. I'm still I'm still yeah. growing in that area. Yes. But yeah.
1: I'll we'll um, share right.
0: Maybe if we find something in yeah. the future, we'll, we'll share that. With yes, we will. Yep. We can go
1: to the next question. Um, as I'm drinking coffee right now, how much coffee is too much? Does the limit exist? <laughs> I would say no, the limit does not exist because this is my fourth cup of coffee for the day. <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. No, we are the wrong people to ask, yeah. I think, on this subject. And I mean, yeah, there's probably a limit. You probably shouldn't have too much caffeine. Yeah. But um honestly, when your kids are little, drink yeah. the ding coffee. I know. Drink it. I know. Yeah. And it's like literally so Chase and I wake up early every day. And like usually five or five thirty, depending on what we have to get done before the kids wake up yep. and we sit and we have coffee and read or work. And then we, you, you like take turns running and then we make more coffee. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, that, so that's like a second French press for the day. And then it's nap time in the afternoon when the kids go to bed at like one thirty. we make another French press. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, and then lately we've been, um, heading out for adventures Mm -hmm. and we'll stop. We'll order online to our like local Starbucks downtown Mm -hmm. and, um, because we can just order it from our house and then just like run in and pick it up. Um, and that's been really fun, but we'll order venti's. I mean, it's like, and Chase is always like, it's just a couple more cents, you know? And, um, <laughs> Instigator. So like, yeah, we like don't have the capacity to have less coffee. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with us, but, well, we and I really, right.
1: I really like if I am going out for like when I do my weekend runs, I'll get up and I'll have a little cup of coffee. I go to the bathroom and then I go out for my run.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's part of our system. Yes. <laughs> I have to have it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's no such thing as too much coffee. (laughs) We're doing great. We're fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell that
1: we've had a lot of coffee today? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next question.
0: Nikki, do you want to choose one? Sure. Okay. So how did you keep up with running and strength work going from one kid to two kids?
1: Mm. Um, it's hard th- that's a hard a hard question I actually so I did a 50k when Joanna was 8 or 9 months old and so I did run with her um, but I ran just enough to mm-hmm. get through that 50k which we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. um, but I think having Amelia I actually run more I know now that I have to take time for myself to keep myself sane. Like with one kid, it was not that it was easy because parenting's hard no matter how many kids you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But now my time is split between two kids. And I also know that in order to keep myself sane for those two kids, I need to get my run in and I just have to make the time. Like I said, I bought a double stroller That's been really helpful. And they like, like, Joanna will share food with Amelia or snacks. And I like that they can, like, talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Amelia doesn't really talk, but they can, like, Mm -hmm. you know, together versus having just one kid and they're just sitting in there by themselves in a stroller. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's been easier to keep up with my running because they, entertain each other in a stroller together. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to put more of the focus on myself. I'm one that I don't really ask for help very much. Mm -hmm. And so I've been asking for help now with two kids um, more, give myself more time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. When I saw this question, I was thinking about, I, I went back into History. It feels like it's been so long since Belen was born, but I mean, when Dash was little, we would run or hike all the time, and I, I do think it is easier to get out the door with only one kid. Um, and and you just they're your buddy, and you take them everywhere. And I did a lot of long runs with Dash, and we were outside all the time. But but then like going back to two kids or like, you know, going forward with like a baby and a toddler, I just was thinking about how you have to find your rhythm for the day and, and you kind of have some time to find a rhythm. Um, it's pretty rhythmless, I think in like the really immediate newborn stage. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're pretty much sleeping all the time, but you're just kind of, I mean, you're just, you're nursing, you're, uh, balancing everything. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of crazy. And so you're recovering during that time. And then you can kind of note the rhythms of the day. And I just remember we did a lot of running um, while like Bellen would take her morning nap and we in the stroller, she would, mm. al- she would pretty much always take a morning nap on the go because no. I'm busy with dash and we've got to yeah. get out and he's really awake and really yeah. loud. And, and she would just kind of sleep, while we were going. And so, at first, with the double stroller, I would have the car seat um mm-hmm. in the attachment, like on the bob, yep. you like put the car seat in, which is heavy. um But yeah. that's okay. It allows you to do it earlier than I think. I think they need to be like five months. Yeah. Yeah. They need to six have months. control to like put yeah. them in without, like with the chariot, we did like an infant sling when Dash was little. But anyway. So I'm rambling at this point, (laughs) but, um, so I would take advantage of kind of that morning nap time. And then Mm -hmm. when Bellin would get a little older and, you know, maybe, maybe around five or six months, and then she'd like have a morning nap and I'd try and get her down for that. Mm -hmm. Um, we'd run, you know, before that or after that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of just a a balance of like when to fit it in and it has to work your family, but That's pretty much what we did.
1: Yeah. One of the pieces of advice that I got was, so I was really nervous about Joanna feeling like she was left behind because I was, you know, you're constantly taking care of this newborn baby who needs you physically. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said, the baby will just tag along with you. Like when you have your baby, it's just going to tag along. Like Mm -hmm. they are perfectly fine doing whatever. And Mm -hmm. so that was a, a big thing that we did to, um, to try to, we did focus a little bit more on Joanna, um, when Amelia was born, but just having that newborn baby just take along because Mm -hmm. they don't really care what's happening as long as they're fed when they're hungry
0: and changed when they're dirty. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's true. And yeah, I mean, Bellin would sleep pretty good in the stroller and then sometimes we'd stop like for, for part of our run, I'd stop with dash and we'd get out and like play a little bit. And she'd still just be like right there next to us. Yeah. In the it's not like yeah. I abandoned her, but you know, it was just like, we could have some bonding time, which was kind of yeah. fun with yeah. me and dash. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I think for strength, for the strength work, oh. I mean, I just would do it during nap time because it's easier to do that when yeah. a toddler is not crawling on you. you know? Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Strength is something I was doing really well for a while and I've kind of fallen off the wagon. So I need to get back on it. Strength is so hard Uh. because like we've talked about before, running is like, we need to just get our run in. I think that Mm -hmm. was with Audrey's, like, we're not Mm -hmm. worried about the nutrition. Um, We just want to get our run in. And so that's how I feel. If I'm going to put my effort in, it's going to be for running, but I know we need to do strength. Mm -hmm. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like we we can always you know, I we can't beat ourselves up about like being bad with strength in the past. We can just move forward and try and be a little better every mm-hmm. day, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I'm at with it. Can it's always like, be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And yet also being graceful with yourself. You know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So next question. question.
1: Have you guys changed your goals for the year during the during quarantine, and how?
0: Uh, you know, this is tough because I feel like it's been a continual readjusting goals mm-hmm. because sure. they keep getting taken down <laughs> every month and And when you're in the running world and your goals are races. Mm -hmm. Like that is what you're working towards. That is kind of a concrete goal. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult when they just kind of go out the window and you're left with just yourself and running and which is great. And that's a beautiful thing. And you can keep going and build strength. But, um, I mean, I literally keep making plans or having plans and training, but then I keep having to readjust and just this Saturday Um, my race got canceled, which I totally understand. And it was looking kind of, it was looking sketch anyway. Like the international travel is not looking good. It's not looking promising. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't want to be the annoying American tourists that are coming when people don't want us there. And when, you know, because like, I mean, even here in Bend, people are, not that thrilled that tourist season is starting and a lot of people feel less safe and there's just people everywhere and no masks. And mm-hmm. so I just don't want to be, that's a bad feeling to be yeah. somewhere that you're not wanted. So exactly. Plus everything's still pretty closed and restricted. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, my goal, gosh, I don't know if, I need to I need to keep thinking about my goal. I like I said just previously, um, I'm gonna keep doing my weekly mileage goals, and mm-hmm. those are kind of like little checkpoints I can do. I don't know what the end goal is, but I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Steph? So yeah, I was gonna do my first
1: 50. Obviously, that got canceled, so that changed during quarantine. This month, I'm doing 100 miles to Auburn, and so that is you have the whole month of June to do a hundred miles um, in honor of Western States because that's not happening. Uh, some of the proceeds go to the Auburn food bank and to the Western States nonprofit. Well, that's kind of nice that it'll go to help people. Um, and I do have a race in September. We'll see if it happens. Um, and so that's kind of my longer goal, but basically just making sure I get in decent long runs and I'm consistent is, has been kind of just my goal for quarantine because we don't know when we're going to race again actually. Mm -mm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. but we can hope for the fall, but it might not happen.
1: I know. I know. And then, so this Friday, um, in honor of everything going on, um, which would be the day that this podcast comes out, I'll be doing four by four by 24. So some of them have been four by four by 48, I cannot do 48 hours with two kids losing that much sleep. So I'm just going to do 24 hours. So I'll do four miles every four hours for 24 hours. So that's a, a goal
0: this weekend. That's so cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I think that's great. And yeah. wait, is, so is that like through any organization or are no, you just doing it? Yeah, Just doing it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should join you virtually. You
1: can. Yeah. Yeah good. Oh. We'll have some calls in like the middle of the
0: night. Yeah. We could just chat on the phone while we're running. Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, oh, okay, I'll think about that. I'll get back to okay. you. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to read the next question?
0: Sure. This is, yeah, this is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. So the question is, my husband is jealous of my running. He thinks I put our baby first, then running, then him. What can I do? Running is important to me, but I don't want him to feel that way. That is really tough.
1: That's so tough.
0: It, it's hard when you're a mom. You have your needs, your baby's needs, and your husband's needs or your yes. partner's needs. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, I think women really carry that a lot. Even if they have a very supportive partner, Mm -hmm. you still, you know, and running has some sometimes feels selfish, which I don't believe it is, but it feels that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it definitely could feel that way to your partner if they Mm -hmm. aren't a runner. And so one of the things I was thinking, the first thing that came to mind was back from our episode with Andrea on mental health and kind of the importance of communicating your needs to your spouse and, and maybe like, you know, really take the time to share why running is so important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why you run and what, cause it is a crazy thing that we're always doing to ourselves and yeah. we do have to take time away from our families. Um, and that's, there's tension there.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I was thinking because, if you communicate why it's so important to you, then it gives your spouse a chance to um, come alongside you in it and show up for you, and like yeah. kind of support you in that. And they want to be included, I think, yeah, in that. But then also, like maybe he has pursuits that you could support him in, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to work
1: together try- on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I take. I-
1: i was sad i don't like i wouldn't want anyone to feel like their their husband or partner doesn't and maybe maybe he does support you but he's just sad because you're taking more time away from from the family um i i don't even i think what nikki said with communicating why it's important to you i think i've had to do that a lot with aaron because he doesn't run um but I think, and I don't know if, how long you've been running for, um, I'm assuming a, a, a little bit now, but um, I did have to tell Erin. kind of, we did communicate on how it was important to me and that, I mean, he can tell that when I get back from a run, I'm a lot happier and I'm a lot more patient and I have more bandwidth in my brain to focus on our family and to do things that need to get done around the house and all that kind of stuff. So maybe just talking to him about that and see how your moods are before and after your runs. And um, yeah, I just think, I think communication is, is key.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. But and make time for him too. So if it's not running, I know it's hard to like with quarantine going on, or if there's um, restaurants are opening up back here, but I don't know where you're from but even if you go like have someone watch the baby and go out and get some food and just sit in your car, even if you can't eat in a restaurant, but just sit and talk,
0: Mm -hmm. spend some
1: time, just you two. Um, Mm -hmm. Aaron and I, I think twice a week, we will grab a drink, um, and sit on our porch or our patio outside after the kids go to bed. Mm. We don't watch TV. We don't, work on stuff around the house because there's tons of projects we could do, but we just sit and we talk and we kind of let out some steam and that kind of stuff. And it's just nice reconnecting because he doesn't Mm -hmm. run. And so we don't get that time to just sit and talk, but
0: I love that. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it is hard because there's so much and there's so much you could always be doing. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs your time and your attention and that's like weighs on you. But you know, yeah. I mean, if you have your priorities straight and you can say no to the things that don't matter, like, mm-hmm. like you said, Steph, say no to the projects. They can wait. Yeah. Say no to the cleaning or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just, and, and say no to distractions, TV. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point because mm-hmm. we are so distracted in our world. Yeah. And gosh, especially right now, it's like, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Oh, it's just hard. It's hard. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah. We don't even have our phones outside. So we'll just, we'll have the baby monitor, obviously. So we know if they wake up, but, um, but we, we just sit outside and talk and we don't have our phones. And sometimes we even just sit there. Actually, the other day we saw a deer walk onto our property, which normally, I mean, we have a grove, but we're kind of in the middle of the country. There's not a ton of deer around us. And so we had a deer come into our yard. So we got to see a deer, which was fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's wow. great. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is really random. But I saw a bobcat the other <gasps> day. Really? <gasps> run. Was it, oh. did
1: it run away or what did it do?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it. I saw it on the trail. It ran in front of me and then it uh, kind of dove into some bushes. And then we locked eyes for a good minute. <gasps> oh my yeah, gosh. And it was the bushes and I'm like looking around me there's people around me this is a normal like this is I I was you weren't like by yourself no no and I but nobody else saw it and I just keep looking around and I'm like nobody oh I'm here is what is happening it's so cool (laughs) at least it wasn't a cougar (laughs) I know oh my gosh Uh, (sighs) yeah so anyway okay all right cool Okay. So next question
1: is for Nikki, because I don't know this, but it says favorite long run trails around
0: Bend. Okay. Yes. I will address this. I won't take too much time because not everybody listening is from Bend. So it won't make a lot of sense to you if you're not from here, Mm -hmm. but I'll list some of my faves. Um, for starters, Black Butte, So pretty. I was just up there on Saturday doing a long training run and uh it's amazing. You can park at the bottom and go all the way to the top, which is only five miles. I mean, I say only. It's a it's a you know a great climb. And then you can do like a a double black butte and you can get Mm -hmm. 20 miles for the day, which is burly. And I'm always so sore after I come off Black Butte, but it's gorgeous. You can park farther up and hike to the top, and that's two miles. So um, you could just have a four-mile day, which is great. And if you're hiking with kids, you could do that yeah. fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase was hiking with the kids while I was doing my double Black Butte, and um, they didn't actually make it all the way to the top. Did um, you do see them? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. oh, you got to run past them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. They're a great little support crew. And then mm-hmm. they've met me back at the bottom and yeah. So that's one horse Butte, 10 mile loop out East of town. Great. Uh, the DRT Deschutes river trail. You can run all the way from bend. I'll run from my house to sun river and back, which is great and beautiful. Um, Smith rock. There's tons of trails out there. There's great hill options. If you're training for that, Burma road is great. Misery Ridge loop is like only four miles, but it's really steep, beautiful gray, butte. Awesome. For another climb. I guess I have climbs in my mind because I was training for a really hilly, hundred K mountainous, which I'm going to keep going. So, yeah. And then, um, green lakes trail in the summer, when it's when there's less snow is great. No Name Lake from Todd Lake is awesome. South Sister Mackenzie River Trail. Gosh, I could go on and on. I think I'll just stop there. Okay. But I'm jealous. Very yeah. jealous. I have. If anybody wants to know more about specifics of trails, le- shoot us a message yeah. on runhardmomhard@gmail.com, and I will, I will give you lots more detail than you could want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: You're Next welcome. question. Yeah,
0: welcome. <laughs>
1: I know. It just makes me want to come out there even more. I know. I know. You one should. day I'll mm-hmm. be one of those tourists that nobody wants there. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it's so, I mean, I don't, I know it's, it's tough. <laughs> I don't feel that way. And yet I do feel that way. So, you know, it's just, tough. I grew up in Bend, so I've seen it grow a lot. And I, you know, you do experience like so much extra traffic and so many more people around. And I, I mean, it's great. And so I don't want to be negative about that, but yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how to wrestle with that one, but (laughs) okay. (laughs) So next question. Um, what are some mind barriers that hinder you from living your best life or training efficiently? Like insecurities or lies you tell yourself, um, that you have to overcome like mental battles you have to overcome.
1: So when I first thought of this, the first one I thought of was running alone. I know that you talked, um, I think that was with Janessa Taylor. We talked about, um, running alone and it doesn't let her stop her. It doesn't stop her from doing the things that she wants, but I do fear running alone. I don't fear it as much, um, out in the country by myself, but like when I'm in town and I see other people on the trail, um, it kind of makes me nervous. Men kind of make me nervous. Um, running at night makes me nervous. I had Aaron bike with me for my night runs. Um, cause I just, I don't, It makes me nervous with wildlife and with people and um, that kind of stuff. But then the other thing, the second thought that um, I had was since having two kids, I don't feel nearly as fit as before I had kids. Like I don't even look as fit, even though I am running more, I'm doing a lot more runs. I don't look like I did. And that's really hard for me to overcome. And I know that's very like... What's the word? I was going to say selfish. That's not the word. Vain. Vain. Like I don't want to be someone that like I have to look fit. I mean, yes, I do like it, but it shouldn't get in my
0: mind, but it does. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to overcome. Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) Me too. And it's just tough. I mean, I've shared a little like – my body's just not the same as it was and it just takes like a lot more work. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and and yeah, and I don't even want to be worried about that because I mean being healthy is most important. Yeah and yep. but I mean that is so true. And yeah, just like my lack of self confidence. Yeah. I be. I don't I
1: sometimes am jealous of people that have like all of this confidence. I wish I had some more self-confidence in myself, but yeah, it's, it's been a struggle, I think for a, a long time, but now it's worse that I've had kids and I'm, it's like you said, it's harder to get in shape or to look like I did
0: before. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. I feel that yeah. too. And I mean, I guess like we need to, that's like part of what we need to invest in ourselves is, yeah. You know, finding that. And I mean, running helps so much with finding that inner strength and like knowing that you're strong and you're okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're loved and beautiful. Like it gives you those <laughs> feelings and like reassurance. But, yeah. um, but it is tough. It is tough in the day to day. And, um, but we do have to work on like self approval and um, being kind to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, reading things or learning things that help us kind of overcome those lies that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And I, so I was listening to
1: a podcast and it was about self-love and loving your body after kids and all that kind of stuff. And Mm. um, the girl that was interviewed said that she will physically touch like her belly or her breasts and be like, I love you. You're beautiful. Like all these different parts she's yes. like it sounds really far out but she said it has helped so much and so I've started to do that I need to do it more regularly but when I'm feeling down mm-hmm. it's like something I'm like I love you she's like I touch my shoulders I touch my thigh like all these different yes. parts that she doesn't love about herself and she's like I love you you're worth it like
0: and thank you of love. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, because their bodies are amazing. They've created life. I know. That is something you cannot ignore. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, that is really awesome. I I was listening to somebody else that was saying how they were recovering from an eating disorder and they just started looking in the mirror and mm-hmm. saying hi. <laughs> and just yeah. acknowledging themselves. Like, hi, out loud. Hello. You I know. know like yep. Just acknowledging your yeah. your body, your eyes. Look in your eyes and yeah. maybe focus on, you know, who you are instead of like the parts yeah. that you want to just pick apart and mm-hmm. tear up. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I, oh, love, I love that. Yeah, well, I love what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that we need to like appreciate we need to appreciate ourselves. Yeah, you know, and I, I want my kids to love themselves For and sure. to like see self love from as an example from me. Yeah, you know, I know. Oh, it's got to be better. I don't want them to be insecure, and I, oh, I, oh, I cringe at the thought of teenage years and like I just. Know. I don't want them to feel bad about themselves or who they are. Or I know. I want How them to be look. so,
1: yeah, genuine. Like in from their like souls. I want them to just project who they are. Yeah. Be. Not be yeah. who they are. Yes. No. Not what they look like or all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're such a physical society. Like it's all
0: mm-hmm. physical
1: looks. But we'll get through there. We'll get.
0: Yeah. We it takes work
1: to start with ourselves. it does for sure yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right that was a, a tough one it's yeah. always hard talking about mental barriers
0: Mm-hmm. because we sure give ourselves
1: enough of them and guilt is another thing as moms sorry I'm adding one more thing I feel guilty <laughs> constantly about all mm-hmm. these different things so I'm working on that too
0: yeah. Yeah. How, what do you do with guilt? What do you do with it? How do you freaking get around it? I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Steph, give me the answers. Uh,
1: I'm still working on that. We need, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm still working on that. Cause I feel guilty constantly
0: for everything. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next question. Yes. Okay. Next question. What? Okay.
1: Do you want go, me to do go it? Ahead.
0: Okay. Go ahead. Okay. What
1: is it like to have a podcast? The challenging parts, what goes on behind the scenes, fun parts, et
0: hmm It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, doesn't it sound like fun? <laughs> uh, it is actually really incredible to mm-hmm. uh get to chat with people and moms ultra running yeah. moms it's so fun it's really so cool. badass moms mm-hmm mm hmm totally yeah. and there's like there's so many of them so yeah. we could basically go on and on forever yeah doing yep. this yeah
1: yeah um but what
0: the are stuff- the challenging parts
1: finding time is a big thing um, trying to coordinate schedules, I think, right. is hard because we're all. I mean, we're all moms, and we're all trying to fit in things. And, um, and another. I mean, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's another issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but for behind the scenes, so we'll we'll record, and then um, I'll edit it. Sometimes it takes a lot of editing, like in Trina's episode when there was a lot of echoing and we had some technical difficulties, Um, Mm -hmm. so trying to do some of that stuff. But then um, once that's all done, I put it up onto Anchor, which is our hosting platform, and Nikki takes it from there.
0: Yes, and I'll listen to it usually on a long run, like on a run, on just like a morning run, and then like maybe I'll be like give you a couple more edits or something, but usually Mm -hmm. it's great. And then, um, and then I'll listen to it again, sitting down with my laptop and I'll kind of, uh, like record uh, or like type out our conversation so that I can make like an article. We always post an article about our episodes as well for Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) treelinejournal.com. And yeah. And so that's, it's really fun, and then we post. Obviously, we post it on Instagram and Facebook, and mm-hmm. and then yeah. it comes live on Anchor, and we do show notes. And so there are like a lot of little moving parts, um, and sometimes I'll like panic because, oh, like, oh, I forgot to put the title in the Anchor <laughs> episode, or yeah, um, or oh, I forgot to actually make that a live link to a product we talked about or whatever. Yeah. But, um usually it's pretty good and it's pretty, it's fun. It's, it it is is a challenge, um, in this day and age to like find a quiet place to have, to, to do a recording because you do need it to be very quiet. So like chasing the kids have to be totally out of the house. Um, if I'm going to do it and like nap time doesn't technically work well for me because our Wi Fi. In in the quiet back guest room in our house, the Wi-Fi doesn't work very well. And yeah. so I don't you your Wi-Fi also has to be good for a podcast yes. because yeah. that's gonna create technical glitches and lags. Like you're not gonna be able to listen completely to your guest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. Uh, you might respond like a minute later.
1: So but it's been amazing working with Nikki, you. And also just talking with these moms and figuring out who they are and getting tips and tricks and advice Mm -hmm. from them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been so cool. And I wouldn't change it. I think moving forward, so for the first 10 episodes, we put an episode out every week. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot. I mean, originally we were just going to do – uh, one season, eight episodes, which seems so small yeah. to me now. And we've already put out 10. And um, so, and we just kind of plan now to keep going with it because mm-hmm. it's going well and we'll keep growing our listeners and yeah. hopefully reaching more people. And I mean, I think we have to realistically be a little bit easier on ourselves. Like once a week is pretty that would be kind of hard to maintain, especially if, um, if me and my family like do go on a trip that, mm-hmm. you know, we just yep. have to be a little bit more flexible with, um, yeah. when we post new episodes, but yeah. to make it sustainable. But yep. I mean, it's so, it's so great and you can do it from anywhere. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question How do you specifically train for 50Ks, 50 milers? Like, what does a training week look like?
1: Um, So I do shorter runs during the week, um, three to six, eight miles, depending on how much time I have. Um, Sometimes I split that up to morning and night runs. Like tonight, so I just ran four miles. I'll probably do another three or four tonight when the kids go to bed, just cause I'm you trying go, to get, girl. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get some miles in. Um, I do a speed workout probably every other week. I'll go to our track or I'll just do it on my treadmill when the kids are sleeping. Um, and then I do my long runs on Saturday. I'll do anywhere between 10 and 20 miles. And then on Sunday, if I'm specifically training for a 50K or 50 miler, I'll do another longer ish run. Sometimes it's only six miles, sometimes it's 12. It kind of just depends on, I don't know, what I'm training or what that specific week is, if it's a high week or a low week. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I hills, awesome. I love hill workouts actually.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. so, but you can find hills near you, Steph? Well, they're small, small hills, yeah. so I do a lot of repeats right. up and down. But, yeah, great. on a gravel road. Mm-hmm. Yep. That builds strength for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I just do also have Chase's schedule, or running schedule to yeah. move around, you know. So we've got to be creative. But, um, yeah, lately it's like do – Um, a couple shorter runs, which nowadays means like, I don't know, four to seven or eight. And, and then like, um, like this last week I did an 11 mile day randomly on Wednesday. I actually wasn't (laughs) meaning to go that far, but I was meeting a friend at a certain time to hike up the butte near our house. And so I just went over there like an hour and a half earlier and did a bunch of Butte repeats before she got there. And that worked out really well. And I got um, a lot of miles, which was great for my 40 mile week, which, yeah, I was happy about. Um, and then um, I try and do a speed work workout once a week, usually on Tuesdays, because that just happens to coincide with our, we have a Tuesday night performance group, which we haven't, we've been doing that virtually Mm -hmm. And so that helps build the power. And then I'll do a long run on one of the weekend days. Um, This weekend, it was 14 miles um, up and down Black Butte. So yeah, 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 it's good. It's just, it's just running more. It's running enough to, to really feel good. Yeah. And
1: there's a lot of 50 K 50 mile training plans that I have kind of like when I was starting to train for ultras, I looked at them. I don't follow them exactly because you do need to listen to your body. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, so if someone has a question on specifically a, a training plan, there are some out there. Otherwise there's a lot of coaches and mm-hmm. we've had a couple coaches on the podcast that I'm sure would love to
0: help out in any way they could. Hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Emily yeah. Carlson, Emily mm-hmm. Bliss, <laughs> mm-hmm. just to name a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So um, one last question for you, Steph. Mm-hmm. Chase wants to know about your farm. <laughs> so can you describe where you live because, well, and so I'm saying this because a, we've always kind of dreamed about having a little hobby farm mm-hmm. <laughs> and just in kind of the simple life and having property and taking care of it and yeah. connecting to your little earth. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, and just like being more self-sustainable, like growing food in the garden and everything, mm-hmm. but also we do, um, my, my family's from Wisconsin, we know kind of what it's like like the north woods and um i don't know we just kind of do have a soft spot spot in our heart with your kind of area and yeah so just talk about tell us about it
1: so we we have a little five acre property um and we have a big barn we have like an open face shed. We have an old greenery and we, then we have our house. Well, actually we have another little shed, but nothing's kept in it. Um, and it's, it's great. So we, we do a lot of work on the property. It takes like an hour and a half to mow. Um, and we have to mow twice a week because the grass just grows so much. We have a three apple trees. And so we're spraying the apples and, um, hanging up stuff for pests. And, um, My husband, so Aaron does a lot of work on the property. Um, We do have calves every once in a while. We haven't had them through the winter because we have, we put them in our open face shed with little pens and we um, wean them for a local dairy farmer. Uh, We get like 10 or 12 calves at a time, Mm -hmm. which is fun. It doesn't take long. It's not a a ton of work. I mean, it, it takes maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes to feed them every twice a day. But then we have to bed them and clean out the pens and that kind of stuff. So that takes a while. But we, we like, I went to school for dairy production. And so I oh, love God. calves. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron wants to get some hogs on the farm. Our barn was kind of set up for hogs. Um, there's even like a cement slat outside. So we might get hogs at some point. Aaron does not like chickens, even though I've been mm-hmm. like begging him. To have yeah. Yeah. Hey. But we have this we have a huge garden. I wanna say it's like forty feet or something. We actually took the planner. So my husband or, sorry, Aaron's family farms. They have uh twelve hundred acres or something like that. So we help wow. Yeah, well, between all the brothers. So we help um plant and harvest and that kind of stuff. And the kid the girls get to go out and ride in the tractor and um they really enjoy that. So sometimes we go and pick weeds or we pick rocks and they just like being out outside. Um, so we actually ran the planter through our garden this year, which was the first time. Normally we plant it by hand, um, mm-hmm. but it was kind mm-hmm. of fun doing that. And it's it's been, I don't know, I I'm very, very blessed to be out in the country. We like not having neighbors around. Our closest neighbor is probably I don't know, a mile away, half, mm-hmm. three quarters of a mile away. Um, yeah, we just, we really enjoy the wildlife. We have a bunch of bird feeders out. We love mm-hmm. that we can have calves on the farm. And hearing a moo is so just, I don't know. It's very simple and it's very slow. And mm-hmm. I mean, it takes 20 minutes to get into town, 30 minutes to get into town to go get groceries. But we, would, I don't know we love it we love it out here open clean air we were able to like run around our property when we want to during quarantine we got a swing Mm -hmm. set so it's like we've we've been able to just not we just aren't going places we haven't like stopped how our life is because we're able to be out and about and Mm -hmm. around the farm so
0: i love that it sounds so peaceful it is very peaceful Uh
1: but it's very windy because mm, it's flat. Mm, so we have a lot of wind.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Hmm. It keeps the bugs yeah. away. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I ever told you this stuff. Uh part of our honeymoon. So before we did the Camino to Santiago, we uh stayed at an organic dairy farm in France uh, for three yeah. weeks. I don't know if I ever told you that. And um, like Chase got to uh Feed a bottle to like a baby cow, mm-hmm. and we would kind of like herd the cows into the into the barn yeah. and we learned how to milk them and mm-hmm. uh, we would plant in the garden and it it was it was so fun because we'd like wake up, we slept in the barn, and there were other like international travelers there too, which was so cool. So like we really oh, I mean, there was somebody from Canada, there were a couple people from Wales. there were some people from Latvia. And it was just like mm. a really special time, and we all bonded, and it was so cool. And there was a pond, and it was just gorgeous. It was Normandy, France, and mm-hmm. beautiful, like, rolling hills. And you'd wake up, and you'd have your coffee, and there'd be, like, mist, like, rolling in. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, being with the cows was so yeah. cool. You just put on your muck boots and go get started on your chores for the yeah. day. And I know that's a weird not a very traditional thing to do on your honeymoon but it was really really enjoyable
1: that, yeah I <laughs> would enjoy that so um, Aaron's uncle actually um so he lives on the home farm his Aaron's dad has he's one of ten and so Ooh. their home yeah their home farm is I don't know seven miles away from us or something um the youngest brother has it and he had been milking cows since he was I mean they had cows before my father-in-law was born so they've been milking there forever and it was just a little um, 50 stall barn and he just got rid of his cows last year because he couldn't i mean the the money is just not very good especially when you have such a small um, operation Um, Mm -hmm. but he he won a couple of wards for like the cleanest cows like he had the least amount of um, cells i think they're somatic cells in his milk, which is really I mean, that's all cows have some, but they had one of the lowest, so he won an award for that, and we went over there and helped milk all the time if he was gone. Uh, Joanna got to help milk, I think, when she was cute, like a week old, like she just came out to the barn <laughs> and was just sitting there because I'm like, well, I mean, now when she's when she was older, we went out there and she helped milk and wash the udders and stuff, but you got to be careful because they're so yeah,' so big. big. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, they're pretty gentle, but they're big. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are gentle. There was one that was kind of not very good. It kicked Aaron's friend, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> so,
1: he's, Fine. So he's from a dairy farm. He has, uh, I think, 300 cows, his family does. And so he milks all the time, too. So we go over there, and we're, I mean, most of our friends live in the country, and we're always around animals. And it's good for the girls, too, to see how where their food comes from because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't and we get to help grow it and help, you know, feed it. And it's, it's been really fun.
0: That is so cool. A good way
1: for kids to grow up.
0: Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you think, um, I don't know, are they going to do like 4-H or like, did you ever do that? Or I don't know.
1: And I didn't grow up on a farm. So I grew up in, in uh, Mankato, which is like a 60,000 person city town um Aaron did and he wasn't in 4-H but I told him that I want our kids to be in (laughs) 4-H
0: so
1: I think it would be be fun and I think they would just love it taking care of animals and taking pride in something and Mm -hmm. so we have like I said we have um a big garden and it's mostly sweet corn we have a couple other things in there um but they get to help um shuck the corn in the fall Mm -hmm. and then we cut Mm -hmm. it and we cook it and we freeze it and so then we have corn all year long and it's like the best sweet corn you'll never be able to get it at the store and so Mm -hmm. they get in they get to help do that and I just love that they get to see all the process and all the work I mean they help weed the garden and I love that so yeah so
0: cool we love it Uh, out here yeah ah that's so cool yeah (sighs) good yeah, good so you're
1: gonna have to get one
0: i know i know and it is such a cool way of life yeah um
1: i wish we had more land actually because okay. five acres to someone who lives in a city is a lot huh. but five acres really isn't all that much and most of our property is grove which is just a bunch of trees and we do have like a half an acre pasture so we have a um one of our neighbors, he um, gets hay from like the ditches and sells it, and so he does our our pasture out front. Um, but which is nice because we use that for the calves when we have mm-hmm. them. But yeah, hmm. yeah, to get one. Well,
0: hmm. I know. Well, it's hard because we also really love to travel. I and know. that's kind of hard if you have a farm, mm-hmm. especially if you have animals, like yeah. you know, kind of locked in. And so it's kind of just always been our, uh, our, our quarrel, or like our, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, you travel and I mean, cause we travel like even just if we're not going abroad, it's like we, travel for races and things all the time. And yeah. I mean, that's why we don't have any pets and I don't know, yeah. but it's yeah. tough. But then we also do love the feeling of like taking care of a place and, yeah, and having space, yeah. just having space. I mean, yeah. Ugh, yeah. yeah. And, but, and our house,
1: so our house was built in 1915. And so the upstairs, they added on twice to the main floor, but <laughs> the upstairs is original. So we had to clear out all the plaster and lath before we put the, any of the kids or any of the girls up there. Um, and it's a lot of work keeping up with a really old farmhouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So half of our basement was still dirt floor when we moved in. Okay. Okay. So we had to work on that a little bit. But mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. another thing. We're not very handy. <laughs> and Aaron is I mean, extremely handy. We talked yeah. about this.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's so. like, what would I said, I don't know what I do without you. He goes, spend a lot of money <laughs> paying people to do all of this.
0: True. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Uh. So anyway. Okay. Yes. Well, there's a little bit of our answers to. Random questions. We've got a couple more quick rapid fire questions. Yes. Are you ready, Steph? I'm ready. What's your favorite movie? The Greatest Showman. Okay. What? Haven't oh. seen. You you haven't seen it? No. What is oh it? My, what? What is you don't it? don't know what it is? Oh no. So it's like
1: about the circus and like how it got kind of got started. It is Is it uh, <sighs> uh, Hugh. Yeah. Yes, Wait, Hugh Jackman. Oh.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I love him. But you need to watch yeah? it. Okay? Okay. okay. What is your list? favorite movie? Um, honestly, <laughs> some people might judge me for this. Um, so I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm not actually that embarrassed. Um, The Parent Trap with oh, Lindsay Lohan I my love that movie. movie. It's, it's so always funny. been it's always been my favorite. I it gives me those warm fuzzies. I watch it a couple times a year. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. But, and then I watched it with dash like the other day, like a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Um, because, and he was really into it and he really loved it. He like, he thought the camp scenes of, were really yeah. funny, um, worse yeah. with like the chocolate syrup and the feathers. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, Oh, this is probably a bad example for him, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like don't show your friends in the future. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Favorite TV show?
1: That's a really hard one. Like, I don't know what I like. Um, Right now, Aaron and I are watching Weeds, which is kind of a good show. But I also like Blue Bloods and Grey's Anatomy. Can I do three?
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yours? Okay. Um, Well, my favorite is The Office. And it's just hilarious. My second favorite is Gilmore Girls. I can't help you <laughs> so embarrassed for me.
1: I'm okay. I'm gonna be kind of embarrassed because I do watch keeping up with the Kardashians.
0: It's oh, like a guilty geez.
1: pleasure. Oh, I, know. Yeah, I, I know. I know.
0: We've we've I've all, been all watching had watching them life.
1: for a long time.
0: Oh jeez. I know.
1: Yeah. I'm one of those Stop people. Drama.
0: I yeah. know. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: favorite, favorite music. Mu- oh I was gonna ask you. Favorite music. I like I country like- music. I have all, I, we
0: really enjoy Aaron Lewis. Okay. Don't know who that is, but that's good. Okay, yeah. cool. You? Um, my favorite and I liked him before he was cool for the record, um, is Gregory Allen Isakoff. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No. Nope. Okay. He's mellow. Like, uh, I don't know. I gosh, I don't even know what you'd call it. Americana. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, he's some great. Songs. Yeah. And I love it. Okay. Favorite food?
1: Anything with chocolate. Brownies, cookies, <laughs> chocolate <Yeah>. coffee. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, well, pastries probably mm-hmm. is the most. Uh, I also like pizza, but I'll say pastries. Yes. Um, okay. And then, okay, favorite drink?
1: Been really obsessed with mojitos.
0: Oh, yes,
1: mojitos. Yeah, <laughs> so it's lime, mint, club soda,
0: yes. ice, rum. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I like well, I mean, favorite drink. Um, you know, back in Wisconsin with my my roots there, Manhattan's are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always because. Maybe I don't know, maybe because I'm a sissy, I don't know, but I always like the whiskey sweets, you know, oh. like whiskey mm-hmm. with uh, seven up, yeah. Um, that's you, probably my favorite, yeah. Root beer with whiskey root beer, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, 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 yes, right. But <laughs> root beer same, but okay. different, okay. Um, okay, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? I would go back to Whistler, we loved it there, Whistler Black Home. It was gorgeous.
1: Mm. We went there for our honeymoon. Sweet. I've never <sighs> been there. Oh, I want to go. Yeah, it's yeah. got the two peaks. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous.
0: Cool. Yep. Um, this is tough because I want to go everywhere. I know. Okay. Especially right now um, with possibly canceled travel plans. I mean, I, I want to go to the Alps. You know, I want yeah. to go to... Switzerland and France and Chamonix mm-hmm. and the Dolomites. And um, yeah, I want to romp and frolic around mm-hmm. with my kids there. Um, but I also yeah. really want to go to Scandinavia and New Zealand and Asia New and Zealand South Zealand America. And yeah,
1: everywhere. I've <laughs> yeah. used that everywhere. quote where it's like, I'd like to go everywhere, but it... I haven't gone everywhere, but it's on my bucket list. I think that's yes.
0: how it goes. Yeah. yeah. A good quote yeah yeah okay well right. i think that's it for today yeah. we gotta stop talking so people mm-hmm. can get on with their lives <laughs> okay um you gonna do closing yeah like
1: listening to this content
0: <laughs> if you enjoy run hard mom hard podcast you can subscribe to the podcast You can rate and review, which is really helpful for us. Share it with your mom tribe. Um, Word of mouth goes a long way. And you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter um, at treelinejournal.com, which is where we send out a newsletter once a week with um, recent episodes and like the article that goes along with each podcast and things like that. So you can stay in the loop so you don't miss anything. Also... If you have any questions for another Q&A
1: episode with Nikki and I, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. The link is in the show notes below.
0: Okay, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Run hard. At momhard. woo
1: Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's just looking at me like, um, are you going to transition this or should I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just kind of thought you were. What it is. Blah, blah.
1: That was a, yeah. a lame woo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>